0: Hey, Adam. Yeah. Are you an independent adult or are you a dependent adult? I'm a strong, independent dude. You are? Doing my thing, yeah. What about your hands? Are they
1: independent of each other? Not as much as I'd like them to be, honestly. Okay. That might come up today. Oh, good.
0: I'm Adam Anis, and I'm Peter Martin.
1: And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you. I realized, Peter, I just missed an opportunity to like quote <laughs> all the atoms that are independent. Throw your hands up at me. You know, I could have. Uh, I, I could. That would have see... been. You know, you throw these intros at me. I know. Uh, you know.
0: Full disclosure: yeah. we do not prep each other. Oh, they know. We
1: don't. <laughs> they can tell.
0: We don't even prep ourselves. It's whatever com- it's, it's weird. It's really mo- modeled after the way that I think a great jazz improviser is truly yeah. solos. It's like. Are you going to be open to the moment Is something great happening?
1: Are you, well, it's <laughs> funny you say we don't even prep ourselves, because I feel like our, our modus operandi, our MO, if you will, is Whoa.
0: some... It's, <laughs> a, it's, <laughs>
1: it's an ebb and flow. So yep. on occasions where there's no prep for anything that we ever do, yeah, on any platform. Prepless. Prepless. <laughs> and then there are other occasions where there's a whiteboard full of... Preppy. ...tasks, <laughs> ideas. Yeah, get it? criticism. Whiteboard, preppy. Oh, okay, boy. keep going. <laughs> and uh and we and then we try that for a while and then we're just like, no, nah, that doesn't work. Let's right. get no prep going back again. So right. but yeah,
0: I feel like everybody who is listening and watching fully understands. That. But it's such a it really does remind me of that feeling um, of when you're soloing. And I don't always get to this, but I, I sometimes judge like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I judge like my readiness to really be in the moment if when it gets to the beginning of my solo, like if i have no idea what i'm gonna play and that i'm like confident that something will pop into my brain or pop out of my hands or whatever i don't i don't even know how it happens and then sometimes you know it's like you end up sort of falling back on something typical well, i always disappoint myself when i do that well but even if
1: it sounds good that's an opportunity though to, to change course then yeah. when you fall back on something typical but you're right the worst thing you could do is have some kind of grand plan for your solo Right. It's not going to go well.
0: Yeah. So it's like, don't have a grand plan, but also have a few things in your back pocket to pull out. And then don't judge yourself too much if you have to do that, because totally. the special moments, they're not special if they happen all the time. That's right. And then you get into that thing of trying to, to, to replicate it and then compare yourselves to other versions of yourself or other musicians or whatever, which, which we're going to be talking we're be about. we're going to be talking about yeah. today. we got a great speak pipe. Some from- I'm segue. I'm, I'm always a step You You are a st- you're at least <laughs> two steps ahead. Um, oh, what's happening, by the way? I was two
1: steps ahead. That's major thirds, buddy, major yes. Which is a which is a, a bit of a uh, Easter egg for another episode coming up here. Yeah. Um, what's happening is well, there's a lot going on in open studio.
0: That's kind of what land. I was going to ask you about because yeah. I was out of town for just a couple days. Yeah. Um, and I saw and I know we've got. Oh wait. Wait, is this the week that Genius Chords warmups so, is coming? Yeah, out?
1: yeah, this weekend, the weekend of June 3rd, <laughs> June fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Yes. Uh, uh, my new course for Open Studio Genius Chord Warmups is coming out, mm. which is really exciting because you know these are based on these little short warmups I've been doing on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Everywhere. You TikTok. Yeah, I am
0: officially back on TikTok yes. for some. reason. Kind of. You look like you appear to be a TikTok jazz star. Well, which henceforth was not a thing but now it is. I don't know about that, but we've had a
1: lot of great response to these specific warm-ups. And yeah. we've actually talked about these on the podcast Peter. This is that thing that we do where it's like, you know, you can mm-hmm. you can practice multiple things at one time, especially with something like an etude, which is what these really are. We yeah. call them warm-ups, but they're really short etudes to sort of like get your but mind they, sound good. they do sound Well, that's the they crucial thing good. about. No one wants to play an etude that sounds bad no no you want to play something that sounds good (laughs) so these warm-ups are sort of designed to get your musical brain moving to get your hands and your body warm to get you sort of ready to play the piano and they're they're based on the 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 most popular one and the classic one that we call the standard yeah is where it's like you just take you know uh diatonic seventh chords in any key up and down you know And then you practice getting to those diatonic seventh chords, secondary dominance to each one. And then we do different inversions. A little connecting the dots, perhaps. That open studio move, you know. Practice tritone subs. So then you can get just and then different ways to to structure the voicing. It's great. So this is the genius chord warm ups. It, it's not. I'm a genius at all. That's not what. That well, no, means. that's no. That's <laughs> what I
0: wanted to ask you. Does the student become a genius, and no. you're already a genius? The student might. Or is the all, student already a genius, and no. you're trying to teach? You're, up missing,
1: to the, you're missing the whole <laughs> boat here. No, the, Who's the genius? The warm ups of the genius part because oh. they're dealing with like up to three or four
0: things in these one little one very simple very easy to play well that makes sense because otherwise it would have been called geniuses with an apostrophe yeah chord warmers but it's not it's genius chord warmers.
1: so yeah so if you're an open studio member that's going to be on your dashboard this weekend yeah enjoy it then let me know what you think about it too like hit me up i know like i've had so much positive feedbacks so through these little individual ones yep the chorus, i take you through all 12 keys literally you know because yeah. at the end of the other ones of the of the short ones i'm always like just take it through all 12 keys and you're good to go. Well, in the course, we actually do walk you through 12 right, keys. Right. And you slow it down,
0: yeah. full PDFs, yeah. ebook, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And so this is something that I don't know if you've noticed, we've been getting a lot of comments. A lot. We've been getting several comments, like especially on the shorts, especially on your brilliant, your genius. Oh boy. Level shorts, where it's just like slow it down, whatever. And okay, we gotta explain something. No, to the, the, folks two, out. the two
1: comments are slow it down and where's the PDF? And that's what, this course, <laughs> that's what the course is. This course and is but, but
0: this yeah. is not a bait and switch that we're doing. No. YouTube, and I think it's only YouTube, gives us a very strict 59.9 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, like, cause we've made some exactly, you can't do 60 seconds. No. You can do anything up to, like, literally, like, if you go one frame they above will, 60 seconds, they will not count it so as a So we're trying to get a lot of information. You know, and really kind of show we don't we rarely have time to go through all twelve keys, but there is a way to slow it down if you Google it. But you
1: know, know what? I love this challenge. It actually like, you know, from a content creator standpoint, yeah. It reminds me a lot of when you get half a chorus to solo. You right. know, like you're playing in a more yeah. pop setting with a singer. Oh. You get half a chorus. Love that. You got to shoot your shot. That's right. It's got You can You don't want to overplay. You still want to build something. You want it to restricted be soloing. It <laughs> is. It, and so it's these so little cool. shorts that we're making, because you know we're used to making. I'm used to making 20 minute long right. YouTube videos, 25 minute long lessons. So these little 60 second shorts are a fun way to try to get some really useful things in the short amount of time.
0: And you are a master of it. Oh buddy, But you, you know who's the, even more of a master? Why are you bringing this up? Oh, because no, you're, we're you're, talking you're about transitioning the, now to <laughs> the Because no, no, uh, I have one more question about what's happening at Open <laughs> Studio. Because I unfortunately missed this. We have Let's a new put thing. a pin in that though, because <laughs> I want to address that. let definitely put a pin in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So we are doing a thing called mentor sessions now. Is that the permanent title? We like that title. Yeah. Full disclosure, we stole that title. From yeah, from <laughs> We're, not from where. Okay, We're not gonna talk about from where? Okay. Well, there you, go. there you go. But it's a cool title. Right. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that once a week, the whole community gets together, the whole community, whoever wants to, it's not a requirement, but a lot of folks have been joining in live on Zoom or some other kind of format that we have, it's usually Zoom. Um, but we gather together, um, with one of our teachers, often it's you. This week it's actually going to be me, uh, yeah. I believe, on Friday. Um, but last week we had, we've had Emma Cohen, we've what? had Fred Hurt, we've had a lot of different folks.
1: Yeah, Taylor Eichste was just. Yeah. On one, we've had all of our, of course, all of our open studio teachers, Chris yeah. Parks. And just some randos, Leary, too, though. Some randos to coming in, really good randos. <laughs> Last week, we had Warren Wolf. Warren did a great That's session. That's what I want to know about, yeah. On rhythm. But he started off the session sort of giving his history. So for those of you who don't know, Warren Wolf is probably one of the greatest mallet players walking around the earth right now. He, I mean, he undoubtedly is, yeah. right? Like, he yeah. is such a great... Vibes player, but he's also a great pianist, yeah. bassist, drummer. He can play every instrument. But he he's was a giving, savant. Is
0: that the correct usage of the term? A, musical he was definitely a, a prodigy yeah. when he was well, younger, for sure.
1: and he talked about his upbringing a little bit, his sort of musical upbringing. Yeah. So you know, his father had him practicing ninety minutes a day, yeah, every day, and he would spend like thirty minutes on jazz, thirty minutes on classical, thirty minutes on like pop music and, and yeah. RB and and stuff like that. Uh, and he did that for years when he was a, a small child. Yeah.
0: And that's how you get to be war wolf. That's I how know. you get to be... Consistency. But, yeah, and he's... Well, and you think about people, we talk about like practice. You must have practiced eight hours a day. You must have done this. That's fine. But better to practice 90 minutes yeah. a day every day for your whole life. I mean, that's, an, a, that's a tremendous amount of practice, especially at a, for a youngster. For but, if you're, But think about it. Youngster. Okay, now, you know, I'm gonna call out some parents today. Okay. Right now. Okay. Some of these young... Boy, this guy. Millennial young. parents. Okay. Okay. I mean, young, I guess young parents now, parents of young there kids are, are generally. Undoubtedly Gen Z parents. Well, that's true. That's yeah, happening now, yeah. too. I mean, just like, so we screwed up a lot of things in our generation as parents, for sure. Um, and there's. Well, no, no. Well, the verdict's still out on you. That's true. So far, so good. Uh, big shout out to Heather. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the idea that 90 minutes a day, how much screen time, TikTok time, are these kids spending? Easily, on average. 90 minutes? Yeah. So oh, why can't you be practicing mallets and stuff? What a great time that we came up, Warren came up at a time when there wasn't those polls, and I know it's hard, but 90 minutes shouldn't be a lot of time to be practicing something that's engaging your brain and your spiritual side and your musical and your creative side. What well, a gift.
1: I think the, the fact that you said spiritual side is is something that is missing in in like the screen time that yeah. you just aren't getting, that I, I do think
0: that... And I get it; it's entertainment. They're not watching it TV is. as much as we did. It's just so you know, and I, not to
1: sound like I mean, it's listen. We're not going to be able to stop this, but it is so different. It is just a way, it's a different way to to put your attention. The intensity of our attention on screens for us, not just our kids, yeah, but even for us, is so much different. Like, do you remember the first time your spouse got a smartphone? And You're like, why are you staring at that thing so much and not looking at me? Right. <laughs>
0: like, it's a different vibe. Than- well, my spouse still stares at me with loving eyes. Oh, well, lucky yeah. you! No, but uh, <laughs> when I'm holding my phone, well, up you're in holding front your of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Look you know at this, I mean? honey. It, it is.
1: Uh, it's, this is a whole other discussion. But like the the sort of like l- intensity level of
0: our attention is right. totally different, and, t- and true for kids as well. Right. Oh, I just noticed something. Yeah. We have something. We have a beloved feature. That has resurfaced here on the You'll Hear Podcast. Caleb Cam. Caleb Cam. Producer Cam. Let's see it. Oh, hey now. All right. (laughs) Easy come, easy go. No mic. Just a Cam? No mic. (laughs) (laughs) He 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 said, I'll translate. No mic, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Um all right. Well, we look forward to leave us a comment on YouTube if you want to get some um. Man, this is, we're we're not even in the introduction yet. I mean, we're not done with the introduction. 11 and a half minutes in. We're still introducing (laughs) Okay, just to let you guys know how this works, in our pre-production meeting that we occasionally have, um, Adam did tell me, he's like, okay, if we don't get to the meat of it, I'm going to mention something. I'm going to be checking the time. And you were. So that was good. I didn't do a very good job of steering <laughs> us away from,
1: from getting off track. No, that, no listen, relevant discussions are fun. That's of what course, a podcast of course. should all be about. It's just, you know, <laughs> and this, this is for another episode where we talk about YouTube comments. I think yeah. we should do an episode where we just address a lot of YouTube comments because it'd be fun. Do we get comments? Oh, we get lots of comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, one we'll of them is thing. always like when people come into our YouTube videos <laughs> thinking they're going to be tight tutorials. And it's just you and me. BSing for 25 minutes
0: like get to this get to the content so much waffling it's like <laughs> that's the meat of the podcast is waffling that's right yeah well so just to put a pin in the mentor session things i'm looking forward to doing mine i'm i'm, I'm actually going to do it as a sort of structure, sometimes we structure it around a theme. Sometimes we do Q and A. You had a fantastic Q and A. And look, these are always available too. Like if you can't, if you're a member and you can't join in live, it's it's right there, which is cool. It's fun to be there live because you can chat and kind of go back and forth and experience it. Uh, but I'm going to do mine on hand independence because. I've been thinking about it. I've been getting a lot of... We're always getting questions about that. I think it's a little bit of a mysterious area. That's great. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. But it's it's just a fun thing. I get excited on Fridays. Yeah, the Friday uh, Mentor
1: Sessions are amazing. And those are for all Open Studio members, not just Open Studio Pro folks, but the entire right. Open Studio community. If you are a member, you can come to these Friday sessions. I know we have a lot of Open Studio members that listen to this podcast. So jump in and tomorrow at, on Peter's Mentor Session. And what is
0: it, 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Yeah. 2 p.m. Eastern. And look, we Live. have a very special feature, too, because it's 2 p.m., on a Friday, a lot of folks work. So depending on what your time zone, if you're in you know, the West Coast of the U.S., it's earlier, Europe is later, Asia is much later. But we have a feature where if you want to kick off work early to watch the mentor session, to take off early from your job, we will write you a note yep, a authorizing it. Right, right, Caleb? We can do that, right? Is that a thumbs up or thumbs down on that? <laughs> He's yeah. saying, Caleb will sign it as producer of of said mentor session and deliver to your boss.
1: That's right. And maybe we'll even have like, you know, we, we might have certificate
0: our, of completion. <laughs> yeah. All, all our open
1: studio artists, Ron Carter, Christian McBride, they'll all sign it. We'll we'll forge it if we have to, but you. Will I like how you to. went with
0: Maestro first. That's good because that's that's the well, that's the only signature you need. I think that's the person that, <laughs> that their boss would seem like. oh, Okay. Okay. Brian Carter. Yeah, says, if Brian
1: Carter says it's okay. It's okay.
0: okay. All right. So what are we what are we talking about today? Are we going to listen to a speak pipe? Per yeah, time? we've
1: got a voice message from voice Mari message. here. So this is a, a speak pipe. This is what we uh, we speak into the pipe here. You can go to you'll and you can ask us a question. This is from just a few days ago from Mari, and this is a very good question.
0: Hello. I have a question for you guys
1: about um, bitterness because I wonder if you have any advice on how to deal with that in this quite uh, competitive workforce when colleagues or friends are having more success than you at the moment. And um, it's not really a, a nice feeling to have. And, and it's not really a feeling that I want other people to know that I have
0: uh, either. So. Thank you so much for your great podcast. I listen to it almost every day. See you.
1: Yeah, Mari. It's that's totally common, you should know. This idea of comparing yourself to others and how do I measure up? That's the human condition, is what you're describing. It it's it's very difficult to shake. And so you're not alone on this. Everybody deals with this feeling of like, well, why are they doing so well? And mm-hmm. I wish I was doing this, this envious En- enviousness, really envious. this jelly jealousy that can come up, it is totally natural. And it's also called feeling jelly. That's how something a little it. jelly. Yeah, it's totally natural. Happens to literally everybody. If someone says they never feel like that, they're probably or have never felt like that. They're likely lying because it just is part of our right. our makeup as people. Um, but there are some things that you can definitely do. That especially you, Mari sounds pretty young, I'm just guessing by her voice, mm. but you and I, were not super young and have been around the block on this for a while, and, I, and I'm assuming you've had to deal with these kind of things. I know, like, you've talked about when you were younger... Yes. ...your peers doing things that you wish you were doing. I've right. had the same feeling, um, and even today, Mar. like, Peter was just razzing me a little bit about someone having a 600,000 view short, so this happens even as we're making open studio stuff, well, you know? Well, to
0: be, to be fair, somebody on open studio yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. our channel. One of our
1: artists, Christian McBride, has had a short that is our number one viewed video and that used to be my spot with the Sugar Chords video. And so, yeah, I compare myself to that and uh, there are healthy ways of using that feeling that you have. Um, the first thing you want to do is to really not try to block that out. So you say, I don't want people to know that feeling. So you should understand, people know that you have this feeling. Like, yeah. you, you can't fake not having it it's hard to suppress, and it actually makes it worse when you try to suppress it. Right. So the first step for anything like this is to really try to feel that feeling and try to investigate that feeling. Like, what does that feeling actually physically feel like? The, right. the feeling of like, this person is doing something I want to be doing, or why am I not in the place I should be? What does it actually feel like in your body? Yeah. This is like a, a mindfulness, mindfulness technique that's uh, uh, been around that forever, invented, right? cross-cultural, oh, is to just right. feel the feeling physically. Because that helps you to kind of put a place, uh, put, a, put a, uh, a, a location to it, put an actual um, a feeling to it.
0: A and fi- maybe pull a little sensation bit power from it. it.
1: You 100% pull power yeah. from it. That's why you do that. Is When you acknowledge it, when you accept it, when you try to feel your way through it, it takes away the sting big time. Right. You don't ruminate on it. You don't swirl out. You don't get stuck on that feeling of yeah. inadequacy or jealousy or... and envy or wanting to be somewhere you're not which again is going to happen it's never going to go away it always happens yeah. but learning to first of all be like oh there's that feeling of right. course it's here again this is why it would be happening right. but you can actually use that as a little bit of motivation like so when I think about Christian McBride passing me for the for Open Studios number one viewed YouTube you know video what? I don't. Really, let me check is it he? oh yep yep he's still there by, <laughs> by like a hundred thousand <laughs> views thanks bud thanks no uh, I don't anymore I don't Take that personally. Like you have to realize that uh, that feeling is it can you know make a become a personal attack on yourself, where it's like I am not good enough, I am not doing well. What is that's not true. Like what you're making is not like popping off at the same time as something else or someone else has nothing to do with you as a person. Right. Right. So it it really is not a personal thing for me. Now it's just like okay, why does Christian McBride why does he why is that video doing so well what can i learn from that mm. you know and what can i do it, what is it is it because of what he's teaching is it how he's teaching it is it the camera angles is it the sound is it just because he's got a great vibe about him that's probably it cuz he's such a you know charismatic person um, so some of that stuff i can just accept as like oh you know what like that's what is happening now i have my own thing i'm just going to work on my own thing i'm going to learn from this and move on, but really, what you don't want to do is just like try to suppress the feeling and yeah. ignore it, or uh,
0: pretend like it's not there. You know, yeah, yeah. don't do that. No, that's such a, I think, a balanced and mature and honest way of dealing with it in a positive way. What you just described specifically with how you do that and can be so beneficial to your growth and to your connection with something bigger. I mean, we talk about these concepts and it can get a little bit you know wishy-washy and like oh of course we all want to be connected to something bigger but we really can use these things I was thinking about you know this can be and and first of all big shout out to Mari for asking this question and being honest it sounds like she's really done that first step of like identifying this and even saying she doesn't want others to see this in her so like she's sort of wanting to deal with this issue I think for the right reasons it sounds like to totally me, you know totally and as you said if she's younger or whatever certainly age can help yeah but we also see a lot of bitter comp- not, not competitive age can also emphasis. hurt yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I mean it's not very, you can't just be like oh when I get older it's like it gets easier to kind of get that mindset because you've just had experience with dealing with these things but if you haven't been able to like go through the mechanics of doing it in a positive way, as you described, it won't just automatically come, but you'll get more sets and reps and opportunities to try it. Anytime you feel it, use that as a
1: rep. Use it as a practice session to practice like, oh, here's this feeling of bitterness again. I'm. I'm not gonna let this, you know, grab me. I'm gonna notice it. I'm gonna embrace it. I'm gonna accept that it's here. Yeah. And then I'm gonna try to turn this into a positive. Right. Yep. I'm gonna try to spin this around into something that has positive momentum, as, as opposed to bringing me down.
0: Yeah. And I think at the at the sort of most macro level, with this treating treating it as a positive would be sort of the yin and yang or the both sides of the coin of you've got the envious or jealous kind of emotion but then you've got the competitiveness like can you turn that envy into a positive sort of competitiveness and not competitiveness in terms of I want to beat them but I'm competitive to really produce something great to really grow myself so like when you said you're going to take and learn from Christian's thing Christian McBride's like what is it about that use and it- then how does it apply to you not how can I take him down or how can I imitate him or how can I use my envy to try to you you know, get better. But it's like, how can I actually look at that and be like, well, what can I apply to making my thing? Like, that's such a mature way and potentially productive way of looking at something.
1: Yeah, well, what it does is it turns it from, I got to beat this person, or I'm going to compete with them, to this is inspiring me for my own thing, right? So now I'm now inspired to, like, work on this thing or, like, I see what they're doing. I'm inspired to get to that level. I'm going to, you know... But it doesn't mean that you have to... You know again want to try to compete with them or change yourself or say like well i'm not as good as them none of that is true by right the way. none of none of that is true no it's all circumstantial it's all conditional and yeah. so you can control some of those conditions the first thing you can control is how you react to these feelings yeah and so if you try to stuff them down or if you try to change yourself or beat yourself up for it that is an endless cycle but if you work on and practice, and it is a practice. It doesn't happen overnight. No. But if you practice, like, maybe I can have some acceptance around this feeling. I'm going to feel like this. Yeah. We all feel like this. Yeah. Uh, I can still be me, and I can use this as inspiration. And now I have, for me, I have 600,000 in my sights. Right. And that wasn't there. A year ago. Oh wait, let me see. Okay. Now nah, he's see, up to like six hundred. He's it, up to six hundred thirty thousand. It doesn't <laughs> help that I have a friend like Peter. Be, <laughs> with friends like me who needs enemies. No, but I'm fine with that. that because I'm like oh, okay. Well, here's something to shoot for. Yeah. Like I love this. This is great. And also, I've just learned because I have you know all the information about the video. Yeah, I'm learning a bunch of what can make a great video. So
0: yeah, and I think that that like once we can connect ourselves to something bigger than like the smallest way to look at what our potential you know, artistic output and impact on the world could be is to just think about ourselves, right? Yep. And then you could go a little bigger and be like, well, I'm going to think about my trio or my group or my company or my organization or my nonprofit or like, you know, in a family standpoint, of just my smaller family. But then when you look at the bigger family, the cousins and the grandparents, and then you look at the community, the, the city that you live, in, and then you look at the country, like there's all these ways we can restrict ourselves, but the ultimate level is connecting with all of humanity, potentially. But I think that even if we think of say within the jazz world, like you've got like the pianists and then you've got like the New York cats or whatever. But like, how do you get to the point where you're celebrating the success and really authentically being a part of that? Like, cause I can remember you would, you know, when I was coming up, like different pianists, Eric Reed, um, Brad Meldow. I mean, these are all guys that are like my exact same age. Rini Rosnitz was already like established in New York when I got there, but she was somebody where I was like, damn, like, and I used to think about it more like, I'm good. How come I can't get to that? But then I would start comparing. And we talk about you know comparison and jealousy and all these things are the thief of joy. You can insert your whatever. Yeah. But the competitiveness is not necessarily a thief of joy. But envy is definitely the thie- yeah. thief of joy.
1: As long as the competitive is not embodied in you as a
0: person. I'm bad because I didn't
1: reach right. this. Or right. I'm, not as, I'm not good because I didn't do that. But when
0: you start getting in that thing of like, I deserve this because I'm this. Like that's... A dangerous place to be, and totally. then you're always going to find comparisons where you can belittle somebody else and be like, "Well, they shouldn't have that because." And look, have I been uh, uh, accused and guilty of that for sure? Well,
1: every human being has. Yeah, that's yeah. it's Again, it's it's kind of a what we're hardwired to do in a, in a sense, but there's a, a higher level to that that yeah. uh, you know, whatever, how, however you want to get into this. But one thing that I'll just add for this, when you when you really break this down is you're envious of someone because of something you perceive to be happening for them that you want to happen for you. And why do you want this thing to happen? Because you think that you're going to be happier as a person or more fulfilled if you had that happen. But just know too, there's someone looking at you right now that thinks that they would be happier, I would be so happy and fulfilled if I was just Peter Martin, right. you know what I mean? I would be so happy and fulfilled if I was Adam and had a sugar cords video or whatever. Like, yeah. But that's obviously, it's just a never ending, you know, hedonic treadmill that we can get on where we're just mm. constantly spinning our wheels there. What happens is if you can again really work on the acceptance of your situation, and this goes musically, what in life and business, it's the acceptance of you and you're okay as you are, then you get to have fun, and yeah. then you get to you know then you can be competitive. It has nothing to do with your value as a human. You're still deserving of love and respect, uh, and you can just play. And yeah. that's when you hear people like Chick or Herbie mm-hmm. or Ahmad Jamal talk about music and the things they create, I get the sense that they are super comfortable with wherever, they and they always, not always. And have I been. know
0: all of them were competitive against each other. Of course, but it was
1: not like, you don't get the feeling that if Herbie lost the Grammy to chick, he'd be like, well, I'm, I'm terrible. Right. Like it's fun because, right. you know, they're they've realized that their worth is not based on these superficial, artificial,
0: arbitrary Yeah.
1: Results that we but put I, on ourselves.
0: But I know a lot of people are listening to this and saying, oh, well, Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, Herbie loses uh, Grammy to Chick. That's easy for them because they both won Grammys. They're at that top level. Of course it's easy to say, but you don't get to that level. They have that already. Yeah. They, they're, <laughs> they are who they are because they have that attitude. And it's not because there. they have the Grammys. It's because at a certain pa- point, they, pa- they crossed over that Rubicon of like – I'm doing this and I'm going to be the greatest to like service of like, I have something to share. Why is Herbie still, why was Chick Corea up until he passed and big shout out Chick Corea who just had his uh, birthday a couple days ago, Gemini in the house. Uh, But why is Herbie out here still playing? Why is Ron Carter out here still doing stuff when they don't have to, because they're serving, they're serving community and they get joy out of that. Their prize is to be able to know that first of all they're having fun what they're doing not because they're like Ugh, I'm competing against whoever but because and look Ron Carter's could have stopped competing a long time ago if he's just thinking about that against other bass players but it's kind of like how do you serve there's there was a there's a quote I don't know who this is from I'm forgetting now. Sorry for not giving it um, its proper due, but you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. That's right. You know what I mean. So like, once you're you're really trying to to be envious and competitive at a small level, you're gonna win. You might win, but it's gonna be a small prize. Once you start to think bigger about things, then you can win some great prizes, which is like this that joy. Of and satisfaction of serving and helping others, if that's through entertaining, if that's through teaching, if that's through whatever, through uplifting. So I look at like the jazz community as like any th- any th- time something great happens, I'm a part of that. Yeah, and it's fun. Then. That's right. You know, it's like I don't have to be the the, the the one the one playing. I know when it's my time to get up there and play. Yeah, I got to serve and I got to deliver. But sometimes it's going to be somebody else. Sometimes it's going to be some somebody younger. That's that's a great thing. That means that the, 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 the humanity that comes from this music is going to continue, and we can all celebrate that. And there's no external accomplishment that you can
1: achieve that's going to make you feel that way. Right. It's, it comes from within. Right. Right. Like, and you can, Mari, the good news is you can have this right now. Like That feeling you think you will get if you are on top of the mountain, yeah. you can already achieve that feeling with
0: acceptance of where you are. And then you get to shoot for the top of the mountain with ease. Right. And I'll just say one, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of putting this together. I'm glad we talked about this. But Jeff Keiser is another pianist that we're about the same age. And when I was coming up, I was definitely, like, envious of. Yeah. Because, you know, he got the gig with Art Blakey. I wanted that gig. Yeah. Got the gig with Betty Carter. No, so There's a lot Ray of pianists Brown. that are, are envious of Jeff and Ray Brown. Yeah. 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 Um, which I did play with Ray once. And, but, but the idea of, like, it continues on potentially forever. Like, Jeff Keiser just won his first Grammy as as his you know for his own for project his own project yeah and I didn't think about it till just now but I'm a little bit like it's a little surprising well it's not it's surprising that he yeah that it's happened but I also was just like wow I remember when that happened I was just like I want to do that I wasn't at all envious but I was a little competitive in terms of like I want to try to get a Grammy but it's another one of those not stupid stupid game stupid prizes but like. Not necessarily for that, but like I want to have my work out there where it would be considered in that way. So totally. it inspired me yeah. in a in a way that I think is really positive. It's like keep making music, keep putting your stuff. I just want to clarify the prize is not the Grammy. I meant but.
1: it was surprising that he hadn't won one until now. Right? Uh, not no, that totally. it's surprising that he got one. Totally, it's totally, well totally. deserved. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, this was great. Thanks, Mari, for the great question. Yeah. Thank <laughs> yourself
0: p- for putting yourself out there for something that we all deal with totally. on different levels S- that we need to talk about more.
1: A very courageous voice voicemail courageous. left. And just, you know, at, in the end, at the end of the day, just be kind to yourself first and foremost yeah. as you're going through this because it's hard for all of us. That's yeah. right. Till next a- time.
0: You'll hear it.